สู้สโนดสปอร์ตแคสต์5 months of controversial interviews Oh my God This is a tough discussion um, The bill amounted to 950,000 pesos for confinement in a private room Uh, no ICU. They have the balls to open right in the face of two big competitors, and ever since they opened, the queue there is crazy, and there's no queue at KFC or or Vice. I felt threatened by these men, and I'm like, who do you think you are? You think you're the only one who can sing and mm-hmm, dance like mm-hmm. that? I'm like, screw these guys. I'm gonna start my own K-pop career. Five months of being the number one podcast. If you sort alphabetically for all podcasts created by OFWs, both based in Hong Kong and Japan, exclusive, exclusive. We interview world famous mixed race couples with controversial opinions. My singing skills actually, while being around like Lawin and his friends, just because like they are also good, so I need to up my game. And hopefully not get kidnapped at all. That's my only fear of going there. There's there's saltwater crocodiles. I see. Them. Yeah, but they're just everywhere. What's happening? What's happening? Find out after the break. Hello, mga cuties. Welcome to the 25th episode of Banana Q Podcast. Number 25. 25 is the silver. If it were an anniversary, but this yeah, is the yeah. 25th episode. We are so far away from 25th year anniversary. 25 episodes is not bad, right? Not too shabby. Now, before everyone gets super confused, <laughs> let me give some explanation to the cold yeah. open. Please. It's actually an homage to a Filipino celebrity talk show that ran for 15 years from 1999. Wow. It was hosted by Boy Abunda. Chris Aquino, and sometimes Tony Gonzaga. And just to clarify, there is actually nothing controversial about our guests today. They are very normal couples who actually gave us great answers to our questions. We came up with this topic because it's actually very common for Filipinos to marry into other cultures. Yeah. And in the Philippines, we have a lot of children of mixed race who are called mestizos or mestizas. Yeah, they're very popular because a lot of them end up becoming famous celebrities. Because mm. a lot of our actors and actresses are mestizas. Generally, right, in the Philippines, somebody mestizo or mestiza are usually considered more good-looking. Mm. And that is why, you know, I think all of the Miss Universe candidates in the past few years and the ones who won Miss Universe, I think they were all mestizas, right? Oh, yeah. And it's because they stand out, right? Yeah. Not just with the looks, but literally, you know, they are <laughs> blessed with the height. I see, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That height is very helpful if you play basketball professionally. Yeah. Like if you take a look at Philippine Basketball Association, mm-hmm. a lot of the players don't look like Filipino at all. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> and so for this episode, we decided to interview three interracial couples, and they are... My name is Roberto Martinez. I was born in Nicaragua, and I currently live in Canada right now. I'm Christine Colliado, and I am a Filipino. My name is William, and I'm Canadian. Hello, my name is Mildred, and I'm a Filipina. So my name is Lawin, and I am Filipino, but I currently live and work in Germany. Yes, hi, and I'm his girlfriend, Jennifer. I'm German. 
Uh, by the way, Lawin has a podcast called Pop Your Cultural Cherry, mm. where he talks about life in Germany. So you might want to check that out. We will link it in the notes. Yes. And so to kick things off, we ask them, what's your meet cute? I met my partner through an online dating app. It's called Plenty of Fish. It's a free site here in North America. And I use this medium to meet my partner because I've heard lots of success stories from people meeting their partners online. And also, I personally heard this from my close friends, so I tried it. Well, we met each other online on an app called um, Coffee Meets Bagel. We talked there for a couple of days, and then we finally, by we, I mean me, Finally got the courage to say, hey, do you want to go meet up and see where else this can go? First time we met, there were two parks. She, well, one park beside another park. I had no idea which park she meant. So I went for the first park. She walked right past me, went to the next park, which is like a foot away. And then Texas was like, hey, are you here yet? <laughs> yeah, so actually it was uh, about 10 days after Rob said, do you speak Spanish? <laughs> online and then yeah and then yeah we decided to meet up near my place now we filipinos tend to mingle with our own so if you want to meet someone cross-cultural there's probably a better chance of succeeding doing it online rather than doing it physically organically decades ago i remember you know my aunties they would have pen pals uh-huh. <laughs> or if for some reason i want to chat with someone from another country i would use my computer log in and go into irc channels oh my gosh mirc that takes me back <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that is very true but then now mm. because of the digital age there are actually like websites that cater specifically to online dating yes and there's even some very specific ones like if you're interested in marrying a filipina i see a lot of advertisements for that I I always get targeted on Facebook because I'm a single Filipina, I guess. <laughs> but if you wanted to meet someone offline, I guess you could also do what Lawin and Jen did. I met Jenny in a event in the Netherlands. So if you're familiar with Internations, so Internations is this international organization that kind of facilitates expat communities in different cities in different countries so it's a really really cool organization if you're living abroad if you're working abroad then this is one of these places that you can meet other expats in your city and i think it's a really nice way to socialize and you know meet other people there was a event in a pub in maastricht at that time i was studying and at the same time i met jenny she was actually working there Yeah, actually, a friend of mine dragged me to the bar. Like, she kind of convinced me to go to this expat meeting. So, in the end, I got there. Probably the second person I talked to was Lawin. And afterwards, I kind of forgot about my friend. Like, she was very understanding, though. Yeah, and it was the same for me. I came with a group of friends. It was all of our first time kind of to attend, like, an internations event. Um, and then, yeah, and then I met Jenny after talking to a few people and then kind of just forgot about everybody else um, and just <laughs> spoke to each other during that event. We just understood each other so perfectly, even though we just met each other. It was like we were on the same wavelength. It was kind of a bit magical to me. So in the end, like when I was about to go home, like he just said like, ah, can I bring you home? So we just took a walk. He walked me back home and on my doorstep, he asked me out. So this is how 
I actually decided to go out with him because he was very direct in what he wanted, I which guess, I liked. Yeah, I guess that's not a very Filipino trait. <laughs> that was cute, wow. don't you think? <laughs> yeah, it, it's like a rom-com. They mentioned magical. Yeah. To me, it's like love at first sight, right? They saw each other, talked, mm. and then just forgot about everybody. <laughs> Yeah, it is like a scene from a rom-com or even like a sitcom, mm. like How I Met Your Mother, mm. which is very That's cute. True. Yeah, it was so cute. So after all that, we wanted to know... Aside from your partner, do you have other Filipino friends? Yes, I do. How would you describe them? They uh, like rap music and dress like black rappers. <laughs> oh my! Black God. rappers? <laughs> no. I did a quick Google image search for black rappers, and what I saw are three things. Uh-huh. They have dreadlocks for hair, mm-hmm. they have a lot of bling-blings, mm-hmm. and they have baggy clothing. Oh, you mean like the pants that are falling down? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. For baggy clothing, maybe when I was younger, you know, my mom would buy me clothes that are three sizes over so that I don't outgrow them oh, <laughs> too <okay>. soon. <laughs> So maybe growing up, I was a black rapper, you know, having (laughs) very big t-shirts and baggy short pants. Did you have dreadlocks or did you wear bling bling? Uh, I have hair at least. I have hair. (laughs) (laughs) And jewelry. Oh, I did have, you know, those chains that would connect your... Um, a wallet. Like, how do you say that? Wallet, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. I had those, so maybe, yeah. But they're not exactly, like, from the way you mention it, it's probably those clunky chains, right? And then there's, like, a huge pendant, like a dollar sign or something. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> I, I don't think... <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> okay, maybe that's just a very specific subset in Canada because Jen has a different opinion about Filipinos in Germany. So yeah, apart from Lawin, I also have some Filipino friends. Actually, I met them all through my boyfriend. Like, got to know a lot of other Filipinos, which are also my friends, of course, now. I would describe them as, like, hardworking, usually. And they, like, look at money more as a valuable thing to have. So they don't spend as much money as some other people might do. Like, they look at it more like, do you, do I really need this? They are not very materialistic. They more think about supporting their families back home. This is what I get about Filipino people. Well, no complaints there. Yeah. Hardworking, really frugal. We tend to justify our spending and, you know, we reserve some money to send back to the Philippines. Yeah, that is actually a common OFW trait. The reason why a lot of Filipinos move abroad is so that they could help provide for their families back home. So that makes sense. Mm. They don't spend too much on bling and dress like black rappers. <laughs> no, I mean, they don't They don't do unnecessary spending. Mm. And maybe they would feel guilty mm. about spending on something material when it could right. buy food or pay for somebody's tuition back home. Yeah. The next thing that we wanted to know was, what do you find attractive in your partner? So let's start with what the Filipinos thought. I like him because he's smart and he knows lots of things. And I learned some things when I talked to him. He's uh, very into documentaries and news and politics. Um, unfortunately, I am not so into this kind of things. So it's good that when I talk to him, um, he keeps me posted and updated. And, and I get fed with information. Oh, it's good. And I like it. His countenance, I think like the way... 
he comes off to me as a very gentle person, very respectful, gentleman, very smart. And I like that he was really honest from the very start. And one thing that actually really impressed me, well, on a first date, I wouldn't really go with someone beyond just the coffee shop. But with him, I was surprised to find myself really very comfortable that I agreed to have a dinner with him kilometers away from where we first saw each other. But when we walked towards his car, he opened the door of the car for me and I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. And he's been doing that until now after like almost three years. So what I find attractive um, in my partner is she's very tall. And that's something that's quite uncommon in the Philippines to find very tall women. Um, she's probably like 5'9 in, in feet. And then centimeters, that's what? 179.5. So almost 180 cm, which is... Which is even in Germany, that's tall for a woman. And I'm pretty tall as a, as a Filipino male as well. Mm. But besides that, I think she specifically is very sweet, very caring. So in, in the Philippines, normally, like women and men have roles in society. But when I met her, like you always feel this kind of, you know, that there's no real role. Like none of us play a role. We're both kind of flexible. And I like the fact that, you know, she's actually in IT, which is also like, some people would think is like a man's world, but this is what I like about her, that she doesn't step into that old-fashioned role that we have of women. And also her mindset isn't like that, that, oh, I'm the woman, I should do whatever, the, the laundry all the time, or the dishes all the time, or cook all the time. So I like this kind of independence from this old-fashioned way of thinking of, of having roles. So I found that really attractive. And uh, yeah, and I think also maybe it's just us, even though we're from different parts of the world and grew up in different parts of the world there's a lot of values that we share when it comes to family and stuff like this which i found pretty interesting and, and attractive and at the same time it's always nice to to date someone outside of your own kind of country or community because there's a lot of differences and that's always like intriguing to me and always keeps me curious of course of course it also sometimes can lead to problems but that's also part of the whole adventure I think Tyne was attracted to Rob's gentle, manly behavior because that is actually a more common trait in the Philippines. So when I first moved to Singapore, I remember experiencing a bit of a culture shock because in the Philippines, mm. I was used to men offering up their seats in public transport to women ah, yes, or for my male friends to offer to carry my heavy stuff for me. Or like to take the danger side whenever we cross the road, for example. That was very common. Like not even somebody who is romantically interested in you. Just your friends. Mm. They did that automatically. I guess I wouldn't say that it's necessarily a bad thing that men in Singapore don't do this. Mm. The reason why this is not common in other countries is because in these countries, men and women are more equal. Yes. So that's why women are not treated like fragile creatures. Yeah. And that's one thing that Lawin got attracted to Jen as well, that she's very independent and she's even working in an industry dominated by men. And <laughs> what caught me was what? Lawin's initial comment oh, yeah very tall she's very tall <laughs> well come on i mean maybe it's fair so jen mentioned she is five nine lawin is six inches not six inches he's a six footer six inches what I six mean... inches probably that's, that's something else yeah in the philippines yeah. right that's not common mm, it's not common at all so jen and lawin are the type of people i would avoid in a photo shoot <laughs> 
Like I wouldn't stand beside them. I wouldn't dare to be close to them because you know it will emphasize how short I am. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the average Filipino is usually not mm. that tall, and yeah. even Bruno Mars, who is half Filipino, maybe he's like you. He's avoiding the tall people. Yeah, he's avoiding yeah. Lawin and Jen. <laughs> Which is a very good strategy on his part. One time, I saw this photo of him standing next to Taylor Swift, mm. and I was shocked because he is short. Rookie mistake. <laughs> Now, let's flip and listen to what foreigners think of their Filipino partners. Hmm. Always positive attitude. But what I really found attractive about her was her big heart and her amount of her capacity to care for other people. I also like how Lawin is very flexible. Like, he doesn't push me into a role because he has a very clear concept of what a woman should be doing. So I like that he doesn't want to change me. He just accepts me as I am. And like, yeah, I really find his voice attractive. Maybe some of you do too. <laughs> and actually, he has very nice eyes too. Also, the way he always teases me about stuff is very sexy to me. So I like the fact that they mentioned we Filipinos are very positive a typical example of this is, you know, whenever you watch something on the telly, there's news coverage perhaps of a flooding because of a typhoon and people are in the background smiling, waving yeah. at the cameras, <laughs> trying to get the camera's attention. It's like, why? <laughs> that just proves how strong-willed we are. We're always laughing even in situations that most people wouldn't be laughing at. <laughs> Lawin has this idea of what the role of a woman and a man is in society. Ah, yes. So that's not just Lawin who thinks that way. It's like ingrained in Philippine culture. Mm. The women in the Philippines are also expected to be like more maaruga or uh, what's mm. uh, more caring. They Demure. Yeah, or that. <laughs> well, is that a Francis Magalona song, right? I, I don't know that. Something about ina ilaw siya ng tahanan, abigyan galang ang ama at ang payo niya ay susundan. Don't you remember that? I've never heard of that song. Mga kababayan ko. Oh yeah, I know that part. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, I am what they call a chorus boy. <laughs> I don't know the verses. I only know the chorus. So anyway, that song is saying that the mother is the light of the home. Yeah. Because the woman is expected to be the light or to care. So the tendency is uh, mothers or wives need to care for their children and their husbands. Mm. Even if they are working full time, they also need to like iron their spouse's clothes and even just choose what the guy is going to wear the next day. Mm. That is actually very common in the Philippines when we were growing up. I don't know if it persists, but also in dating, there are a lot of stereotypes, right? Like yes. it always, it has to be the guy to initiate. Yes. And, you know, the, the girl not to say yes, not to say no. Let the guy fill in the blank. So oh. all of these things. And I hated them because <laughs> yeah. it just adds extra pressure, exactly. right? There, there's all these social rules that you need to know. Why can't you just be loving and yeah. be direct? <laughs> hey, can we date? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just met you and this is crazy. Here's my number. Call me maybe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or be like Jen and like just do whatever you want without really thinking, is, does this conform to the feminine role or whatever, right? Mm, it's yeah. 2021. Why do we still need to conform to these roles given to us by society? So our next question to them was, how different is dating someone from your partner's culture compared to somebody from your culture? 
I think it's better in a way because we have lots of things to talk about and share with each other. So there are things that we do um, in our culture that is actually funny when I when I tell him about it. Like say for example during New Year's Eve, like I told him how we would jump up and down so that we we grew an inch or or two, you know or we like wear dresses or clothes with circles so we invite more money in the new year things like that obviously dating someone from your own culture it's very easy because you're you know what to expect so there's not a lot of surprises along the way everything is how your parents told you how it would be your friends how they told you it would be and if you had previous experiences with other boyfriends or girlfriends then you kind of get the pattern but if you're dating somebody outside your culture, obviously there's a lot of surprises, a lot of differences. And that in itself makes it very exciting, a lot more exciting. Because you don't think the same. You have very different cultures. You have very different traditions. You like different TV shows. You like different food. You have a different concept of a holiday, what you like and what you don't like. But in the Philippines, you always kind of have similar stuff. So obviously... Having everything similar is good for some people, but obviously there's also a downside. We like it the way it is that we're both very different. Some people would say, you know, opposites attract. I'm actually pretty dark skinned. She's pretty white. And in that sense alone, like physically speaking, like you could say like pretty opposite. And our values are the same. Our characteristics, like how we act in society is very, very different. So you could say that like the core values are the same, but like outside, we're very, very different people. And I think that also plays a big role in our relationship. But we're both very friendly, no? Yeah. And sociable. Yeah, sociable <laughs> is not not the thing. But yeah, it's like yeah. How, how we view, I don't know, yeah. how we view success, how we want to be. In yeah. like, it's very different how you and me yeah, see that's everything. True. Yeah, your education and your upbringing mm-hmm. plays a role in that. Yeah, so how do you usually date somebody like in the Philippines? Yeah, so in the Philippines, I don't know, there's like a pattern already. So you go out a few times and then you introduce them to your parents. You're not really allowed to quote-unquote sleep over in each other's mm-hmm. places until you're married. <laughs> but obviously that's not... That's not the truth anymore these these days. Um, but in general, because everybody lives kind of with their parents, unless you're not from... Well, I grew up in Manila, so mm-hmm. and my family's from Manila, so I grew up with my parents, and I lived with my parents even when I was working. So unless you don't come from Manila, then you would, like, live with your parents. Yeah, in Germany, it's a bit like we have a set of unspoken rules. I don't really... I'm the type to follow those. I don't really like it. But usually that's how it goes. You like get to know somebody, then you wait three days until like you text, and then you have your date, and then you may meet him again or her. And then on the third date, which can be like in three weeks, because you don't meet them usually like three days after, you might get intimate. And then afterwards you decide if you want to go on or not. But if you get intimate, like you should know what you want and stick to it or not 
So I think it's nice that both Dredd and Lawin think that cultural differences are actually pros. We've both lived abroad. Yeah. And we have had experiences where we realized that we were wrong in thinking something because we grew up in the Philippines. Mm. Even just the relationships that we had, which were not like the romantic ones, we experienced this, learning things, and it expanded mm. our way of thinking, right? We mentioned this in episode four, where we said that yeah. being an overseas Filipino worker is worth it because it made us into better people. Yeah. I imagine that if you are dating someone, their influence would be even bigger. Yeah, it's the same as what Dredd and Lawin mentioned, that you would take your partner's culture that are good to adapt and so you add it to your own self. That's what you look for a partner, right? You look for a partner that complements you. Yeah. Things that you're not strong at, you have your partner for that. So I suppose it is a good experience to have that. Yes. But but despite all those differences, we were actually surprised when Rob said that he doesn't find us all that different. The more I got to spend time with Christine and her family, and got more exposed to Filipino culture, the more I realized it's really very similar to my culture in the sense. Like we have a lot of like similar varieties of food. Like I know it's not the same ingredients, but they're almost the same ingredient-wise as well. Like we eat a lot of beef, a lot of pork, a lot of rice. It was interesting to find that kind of similarity between our food and also the way we express gratitude or caring to people, especially a uh, guest into your home. You know, both cultures, Spanish and Filipino, to make sure that they, you know, they're properly taken care of, they're properly fed, that they're happy. And it was nice seeing a, a very similarity in our cultures that way. I agree with Rob because well like I came from a part in the Philippines where it's predominantly influenced by Spanish culture so that's why I guess when we met well actually our connection really is through food (laughs) that's why his answer was right away on ingredients (laughs) we're foodies and even when Rob first introduced me to his parents I can really sense a great similarity in terms of what he said you know of hosting and making sure that I feel comfortable with them and even when they were speaking in you know in Spanish I would actually understand it so it wasn't really difficult to blend in So to explain, Tiny's from Zamboanga, like me. So in our hometown, we speak Chavacano dialect, which is a Creole Spanish dialect, which is probably why she didn't find it difficult to understand Rob's Spanish-speaking parents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and even Tagalog has a lot of Spanish words in it too. If you do a search in Wikipedia, it says that there are approximately 4,000 Spanish words in Tagalog. That's a lot. That's about 20 and 33%. Yeah, I'm surprised. I didn't realize that there were so many Spanish words in Tagalog, actually. Mm. And not just Tagalog. Like There's also 6,000 Visayan words and other languages that come from the Spanish. And if you think about it, the calendar system, Martes, Miracles, Lunes, Nang Tayo, <laughs> okay, no. And it's not just the the names of the mm-hmm. weeks. It's also like quincenas. Ah, yeah. When you get paid, right? Mm, you get paid every quincenas or every 15th day. Calendar and then time. Alas doce. Oh, alas yeah, tres. Alas true. cuatro. We use the same timing. And there's like a lot of words, I would say. A lot. Mesa, for example. Ah, which mesa. Is... Ah, la mesa, yeah, right? Because yeah. they're very particular on the gender of the item. So la mesa. In Tagalog, it's just mesa, so we got rid of the la. Mm. But then in Bisaya, mm. it became la misa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And if you go to Singapore, mesa la. So the la is there, but we came. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we asked, do you have any specific cultural differences related struggles or funny stories? 
I don't think we have any, I guess, cultural differences. I guess it's more religious differences, I would say, in the sense that uh, Christine's a lot more religious than I am. But I've also learned to compromise with her in that sense. Like, I may not believe in religion itself as a whole, but I do believe in God. But I still respect her need to want to express her faith the way she wants to. So join her in prayer, of going to church for special events, anything like that, I will gladly compromise and help her with it. I don't think I have any other struggles besides what Rob mentioned. Well, it's not really a struggle. It was a, you know, a point of having to compromise. Sometimes I do still, like, even if I was away already from the Philippines for over a decade now, um, I would still, like, practice some traditions and whatnot. I still do have conservative views from my upbringing in the Philippines. And perhaps Rob... Being that he grew up most of his years here in this part of the world. I think that kind of like brought in more different perspectives between the two of us. I really, really commend Rob for respecting those beliefs. Mostly that uh, she doesn't understand certain cultural references. Wow. Like what? <laughs> like just about anything. Can you give an example? Uh, phrases. Like what? Sayings. Like what? Catchphrases memes everything it's kind of funny she's just totally oblivious <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say i don't know if anybody can relate but when i'm angry it's hard for me to be angry in english like it doesn't have the same impact when i get mad in english than in my dialect so it's kind of funny that i'll just keep quiet because i'm not satisfied if i vent out my anger in english my favorite one is still in the beginning when we went to our restaurant the little manila and then i was eating it was spicy i started sweating and then out of nowhere, Christine starts stabbing my forehead and everything with a napkin and she's trying to feed me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, this is the first day. What's happening? <laughs> I hope I didn't make you feel like, what is she doing? <laughs> no. No, I guess like you said, like you were so uh, surprised, like when we were doing the Christmas Kris Kringle, right? Like we were seeing, I love my money. <laughs> yes, I was so confused. I'm like, what is happening? I just want to give my present away. <laughs> Yeah, like you being the introvert that Rob is, like he, he was like just looking at all of us, like you know, happily, cheerfully singing, I love my Monita, and then like he's just so lost. It's really nice when you actually introduce something that's new to your partner, it's almost like making fun of him. <laughs> so I find William's comment about how oblivious. <laughs> Dread is uh, funny, yeah, right? Because yeah. we too experience that yes. when we talk to non-Filipino friends. Like mm -hmm. whenever I randomly hear Bad Romance by Lady Gaga, right? I would automatically sing the Bubble Gang version. <laughs> but foreigners won't understand it. And it's so hard to explain. What is and the And it version, kills the though? mood. Like, huh? You don't know? I think I vaguely remember, but can you remind me? It's called The Bathroom Dance. <laughs> Gaga Malala. <laughs> Para kong old man. <laughs> I want to sing it. I want to sing it now. It's a it's a funny joke, but to explain it to you in English without the context. You you first need to explain, and then okay, do you get it now? And then you sing. But that kills yeah, the no, mood, right? No, it's no longer in the moment. Yeah. It just reminds me of that sandwich story in our episode one. Do you remember that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> About confusion. So when my yeah. colleague first told that story, I was dying with laughter the moment he started singing. But mm. our Singaporean colleagues were just sitting there looking blank. So like, 
Okay, first we need to explain, like, why is that funny? So, as you said, it is a mood killer. So, sometimes even if you find something funny and you want to make a joke, but then you think, ah, too much explanation. And then you just don't say the joke anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just laugh inside on your own. <laughs> Tyne has already mentioned that she had already met Rob's parents, but we were also curious if others also have met their partners' families. I met his sister and brother-in-law. They are very warm and they like hanging out. So it's so much similar than our culture, actually. They're also very hospitable. I guess one big difference I noticed is the role of the parents and acceptance. Like I think in the Philippines... The family plays a role like really early on in the relationship, while in Germany, like you can wait a little bit longer before the family gets involved. So that's just like. But I think certainly a difference there is like usually, like Filipino parents will ask like a lot of questions, like an interview, like, oh, where do you come from? What do you do? A lot of questions. <laughs> I noticed when I went to Philippines. So they will ask some questions right away when they meet you. With my parents, when Lawin came first place to my uh, to our place and I introduced him to my parents, like he was a bit confused because my parents were not asking him, like, where you come from. What your family does for a living. Yeah, like, they weren't searching for a status, basically, or social standing. Like, um, they were more interested in getting to know his personality. The rest can follow. Like, this is... That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I'm, yeah, this is one thing I don't like about actually dating in the Philippines. Like, there's a lot about, you know... What kind of family you have, what kind of education you have, where do you work? And honestly, I don't really like this. I mean, I wish it were different, but it's just ingrained in our society to think this way. But here in Germany, I think you have more freedom in that sense, like who to date or whatever. But in general, like German families are pretty nice, very welcoming people as well. Especially like, I mean, Jenny's family is like from kind of like a rural part of Germany. Well, there's no real rural part in Germany, but it's like a small town. And I think people there are a bit more friendly. So yeah, so they, they're really welcoming to me. And, and whenever I'm there, they also feed me a lot. And we play a lot of board <laughs> games together. Yeah. And even though I was struggling with the language in the beginning, well, I still am now, but it's getting a bit better. I'm able to communicate to them mm -hmm. to some extent. But yeah, we like to play a lot of board games together with her parents, which is actually something that I never really did with my mom or like with uh, people from the Philippines from like the older generation. Like I normally only play with people from my generation, but here in Germany, like because maybe also families are a bit smaller, like you also see your parents as like your playmates. So that's that's something interesting for it me. Sounds a bit harsh. <laughs> no, why? It's just like okay, you know, like German people are so reserved. They just play with their parents. So no, it's, it's not like that. It's just a different <laughs> dynamics, right? Because like in the Philippines, yeah. I had all my cousins. I had my sister, and ah, then my okay, mom. That's how you mean. Like my my mom also had like my aunties, so mm -hmm. they would just chat while I play with the cousins. You know, like that's always how it was. Yeah, why are we so paki alamera? <laughs> yeah, paki alamera in English is um oh shoot, what is it? Nosy. Yeah, we are so nosy. Like maybe it ties back to what we were saying in one of our former episodes, right? That Filipinos tend to feel too close yeah. immediately. Too close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like first time meeting. Typical questions would be, "Where do you work? How much do you earn? 
<laughs> Seriously? Yeah, exactly. And that happens a lot, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. I would say, though, that maybe the reason why we are too focused on status in life is probably because mm. we are concerned. If you're a parent, right? You are concerned, is my kid marrying someone who can help provide for him or her yeah. or not make his life miserable? There's a lot of social security outside of the Philippines, right? You yeah. Know, you have free education. You go to hospital. The, the bill wouldn't be as expensive because all of that is covered by the state. Yes. And that is through taxation. But in the Philippines, we are afraid to get sick. Mm-hmm. We are afraid for our child to attend class because, you know, we may not have enough money to pay for tuition because all of these are very expensive. Exactly. And that is why Filipino parents tend to be more concerned about money. Whereas yeah. the Germans, it's not really a big deal. And this reminded me of an event. When I was in high school, I went to a friend's place mm-hmm. and then her parents overheard her talking about her crush. And the mom was like, who is this crush? Where does his parents work? I was like, what? <laughs> How much is his baon or something like that? Oh my god. <laughs> but anyways, it's not unusual for parents to be involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, not with crushes, but more importantly, like if you're marrying someone, it's usually a, a family decision. Yes, because Filipinos are family oriented. So anyway, Jen has been to the Philippines, so we asked her about her experience there. So I visited the Philippines in 2019. I really liked it being there. It just was very weird for me in December to be there and it being so hot or warm. Um, because here in Germany, when it's December, it's pretty cold. Like it might even snow. Um, so that was very strange for me. But other than that, like it was really a fun time. Like and everything is so cheap. Like you can easily like eat a lot of food or buy a lot of souvenirs because yeah, you really get your worth of money there. And I remember going to a wedding. Uh, this was also quite a nice experience because I never really like knew that at weddings you have like a certain dress code. So we don't have this in Germany. So that was really funny. And also fun for me because I was in the uh, Philippines and a bit stressed because all of a sudden I had to get a dress, which is like either blue or golden. Um, in the end, I found something which was really fitting me well, I would say. I think Lawin would agree, but um, I really also liked how planned through like the whole event was. So you are really entertained for the whole day. Which in Germany is a bit different. Like you have the wedding, you have like a large feast of wonderful food. And you might um, get also some video of people talking or showing like both sides of the guy and the girl who are to be wed. So you get to know them a bit more by seeing some background. But that's about it. It's not like you have an entertainer that will moderate the whole wedding so that you are doing games and having fun from start to finish. So that was a large difference that I really liked seeing and was having fun. Obviously, I liked the Philippines in the sense that you have a lot of nice beaches. You can uh, dive and yeah, just have fun. <laughs> it's so easy in Philippines. Yes. Guys, in the Philippines, weddings have dress codes. 
it was so funny that yeah. the the bride, the groom, everybody will be stressed out. Mm-hmm. But seriously, your guests, <laughs> they have to <laughs> conform to a dress code. She mentioned usually in the weddings in Germany, it's just eating. And there's not really like a uh, program where there's an MC that needs to entertain. I've also noticed it's the same thing yeah. for Singapore weddings. As she mentioned, Philippines, there's like a program. There's a lot of games. So it's a full-blown, you know, extravaganza. But the Singapore ones, it's usually just eating and maybe there's once in a while somebody has a speech and shows a video or whatever, but it's not as exciting as the Filipino weddings. Attending a wedding reception in the Philippines is like watching ASAP live. Yeah, right? what is ASAP? Uh, ASAP is primetime entertainment variety show, yeah. yeah. There's dancing, mm-hmm. explosives. <laughs> you are giving the wrong impression of <laughs> Weddings, explosives. Sorry, fireworks, not explosives. And then, what's that? Videos, like same-day edit videos. Yeah, that is also not a thing in Singapore. You can see yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. You as a guest. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. How come? That was so quick. Like, how, how could they have the time to edit that? They turn it around, like, at the end of, what, two, three hours or something. It's very yeah. fast. It's usually set to a song. And then you see, like, an edit of the whole day. And then it's usually, like, they capture moments where somebody cried, like, you know, while you're mm. doing a speech and whatnot. That's why people hate when weddings are scheduled too soon because they want to look good in the videos, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You you invited me too late. Like, (laughs) only three months? But I need to diet. I need to... True. Maybe not to mention it. (laughs) Weddings. More fun in the Philippines. And then we also asked them, would you consider living in the Philippines? Maybe. If it wasn't hot. And I was by water without alligators or crocodiles. <laughs> That's a funny misconception of the Philippines anyway. What do you mean? It is hot. I mean the crocodiles. There's, there's saltwater crocodiles. I see them. <laughs> yeah, but they're not everywhere. Yeah, but it only has to be one place to get you. <laughs> crocodiles? <laughs> no. No, saltwater crocodiles oh are not that common. Like, I haven't even seen one. Have you? I have, but it's in a zoo. Yeah, then it's not dangerous. <laughs> yeah, William. I mean, I understand your fear, I guess. Maybe William watched a documentary about this. But yeah, let's just assure you that we've lived in Mindanao, in Visayas, and in Luzon. And mm. we haven't really ever encountered a saltwater crocodile. So I yeah, think it's okay. But there are a lot of crocodiles, but probably <laughs> not the type that would bite. They usually are what? sitting in office. <laughs> But that's a totally different Yes, that is totally different. So it's okay. Mm. They're not going to bite you. They are going to take your money. Yes, <laughs> yeah. But not so they probably you. won't harm him. Probably other people, yeah. you know, taxpayers. If you're not Filipino, we're talking about politicians. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know if I can consider living in the Philippines yet because I have yet to visit it. Uh, hopefully in the future, once this whole COVID situation dies down and it's a little bit safer for us to go, it would be nice to go check it out. And go see the beaches. Christine keeps telling me about how beautiful they are. Can't wait to go to Cebu to eat all the lechon I can find. And hopefully not get kidnapped at all. That's my only fear of going there. 
Okay, so what is up with all these strange fears? Okay, but maybe <laughs> I would have to say that maybe Rob's fear is more legit. It's not mm. like super common, but I don't blame him because it, I mean, it's reported a lot in the news. I remember my friend had a Singaporean boyfriend and he was going to visit the Philippines, specifically Mindanao, mm. where it's known to be more yeah. unsafe. So I was also worried for him. I'm a Filipino and I myself was like, are you sure you're not afraid you'll get kidnapped? I mean, you're Chinese, especially in Mindanao. It's the common yeah. <laughs> target, supposedly. It's usually Chinese because they have the thinking that Chinese men are rich. Because in the Philippines, mm. right, the tycoons are usually Chinese, as we tackled in our episode, right? Yeah, episode 22. Yeah, I guess I understand Rob's fear. But don't worry, Rob, I don't think you look Chinese, so maybe you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But if you just avoid the dodgy places, yes. right? Like if you're in Makati, avoid Jupiter, avoid the red light district. Yes, the alone. sleazy pubs. You can probably go there, but just bring a local with you, a friend maybe who's more familiar with the place. Actually, yes. But I think like it would be a very cool place after I retire to live in Philippines. But yeah, earlier might as well, but it's just harder for me then to visit my family coming from Philippines because salary wise, like in Germany, you earn a lot of money as opposed to Philippines. Like it's a different like money value. Like in Philippines, you don't need, you can get by with your salary you'll be getting probably very well as well. But if you fly to a different country like Germany and back, like it's expensive. You need to save up for that probably. Or you cannot do this every year. If you're coming from Germany to Philippines and back, it's a bit different because your salary is higher. Like your living cost and what you need to pay for for eating out, for buying groceries in the supermarket is also higher. But you have like, a, if you know you want to travel somewhere, you have more opportunities to save up more money than other way around. Yeah, Jen has a very valid concern. Yeah, I agree. If you're earning dollars or euros, then you have more flexibility, I would say, yes. or capacity to fly back to the Philippines versus you earning in Philippine pesos yeah. and then spending airfare tickets to Germany or wherever would conversely be very, very expensive. I mean, isn't that the reason why a lot of Filipinos become OFWs? Mm. If you think about it, of course, it's more expensive in Japan and Hong Kong. But if you set aside the certain like percentage that you can have a savings, it's a lot bigger than the, the same percentage in Philippine salary. Yep. That is why a lot of Filipinos move abroad and, you know, maybe they just save money while there and then they eventually go back. And then if they retire in the Philippines, like Chen's plan, mm. then they have a lot of money. Then they can live the rich life and wear dollar signs. Okay, I keep going back to the black rappers. I don't know why I can't let that go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bling blings. Yeah. Well, it, it makes sense, right? You take advantage of the difference of the cost of living and then the benefits, the savings. You spend it somewhere cheaper, which is in the Philippines. It's like arbitrage. Randomly, let's just say you manage to save a thousand US dollars a month for retirement. Mm. If you spend that in the US, that's probably like a very simple life. Yeah. But in the Philippines, it can probably, you can, you know, hire a maid. You, you can have your own island. We have 7,000 islands. For 1,000 US dollars, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> no, just kidding. But what, uh, it's just to contrast, right? Mm -hmm. You will have a totally different life. Definitely. Because, yeah, you can afford more in the Philippines. So we asked the non Filipinos, now that you are dating a Filipino, has it prompted you to learn more about our country, culture, and language? 
Mm, I already learned about the culture. How did you learn about the I watched the many documentaries, YouTube videos, Wikipedia, um, geological locations, um, historical information, cultural information. Did you watch this before you are dating a Filipino or yeah, is I do this that your on every passion? Country. So it's not because you're dating somebody from that particular culture? No, not really, because I, I knew Filipino people before. Okay. When I first started dating her, like, her culture had a little bit of um, interest to me. Well, the more I got, I got exposed to her and her family, I started wondering more about the culture itself. By myself and also along with her, we would watch uh, documentaries on TV about uh, specific Filipino issues or situations like um, the prison system, poverty there, food, food in from different regions. And that's another uh, one of our favorite pastimes as well. There's food logs. And there are so many for the Philippines, like a Mark Wayne's or Best Ever Food Review Show that we'll gladly watch together. So I have a better understanding of, you know, difference in culture or food within the Philippines itself. And it's also very interesting to see that, as well as, you know, we sometimes uh, watch either Filipino movies or Filipino shows in general, and that exposes me to their type of uh, media that they enjoy to watch, which is also really nice. So yeah, since I dated Lawin, of course, I would learn a bit more about the country, of its culture, and also a bit of language. <laughs> so I haven't gotten like into it too much. Like, usually, like, the most I know about Tagalog is, like, easy, basic stuff, like Mabute, not much. The most I know about, like, the language is actually from karaoke singing, which is, like, what Filipino people really like to do, and I think I have my <laughs> my singing skills actually while being around like Lawin and his friends <laughs> just because like they are also good so I need to up my game what's your favorite song um, my favorite song is Ben and Ben's Pakting but I also like Arau Arau and um, yeah so I really like that band yeah so for like learning Tagalog like I think the YouTube channel um, speak to me in Tagalog is quite nice. It really makes learning Tagalog a bit easier for me. Also, I have this app which is called Easy Tagalog by the Dalupasa Review Center, which has really taught me like the basic skills of how to count, like timing, numbers, colors, like easy stuff that may help you a bit when you're actually on the market trying to haggle for things. <laughs> so like, Pretty easy stuff I can say is like, ah, maganda, hindi mahal. <laughs> Just like, you know, to get by, <laughs> try my best to get the lower price, even as a non-Filipino. <laughs> I learned Filipino curse words. Like what? Bayut. That's not curse. <laughs> Bayut or balut? I didn't quite get that properly. <laughs> Okay, first of all, balut is not a curse word. It's a delicacy. At first, I thought it was balut, but upon replaying it, I think he said bayut, which is actually a Bisaya word, which is gay. Mildred is right. It's not a curse word. <laughs> I, it's a little bit derogatory, I would say. Like, don't call people bayut. It's just an expression, maybe, that he overheard somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's funny that the only word he knows is is he thought is a curse word, but it's not really a curse yes. word. That's cute. Yeah, actually. Yeah, and meanwhile, Jen knows a lot of phrases. Bro, I got confused with what she said though. Was that uh-huh. maganda, which is beautiful? Di mahal means it's not expensive. No, that is the wrong way to negotiate. <laughs> Like, oh, di mahal. Then you will have to pay the list price. If you say, oh, mahal. <laughs> then, you know, there's a room for <laughs> negotiation. That is true. You can haggle. Oh, well, Rob has an advantage because oh, he yeah. knows Spanish. And he can say the time and, you know, people would understand. Sure. <laughs> say, a la stress, <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> to close this. We'll let our guest talk about what's unique about being in a relationship with someone from a different culture and if it's worth it. Yes, I guess because you are two different people from different geographical backgrounds and you try to mix. So it's like mixing paints and creating a new color. It's like you're making a fusion. So it's very unique. Of course, I think it's worth it. I think that it's as great as any other relationship. You won't believe how much people are alike and they are different regardless of what culture we came from. Unless you are in a relationship with somebody from a different culture, at least that's my experience. I guess what's the biggest uniqueness is the fact that they have a different background, a different culture that you can learn and sort of mix to make your own family culture later on in life. It becomes like a melting pot. And, you know, when you have a family in the future, kids, you can already see certain traditions that you want to pass down. Like she was saying, like the Kris Kringle, I think I would want to do that with my kids, but I think that would be fun. Or even like having like large, but that's a lot of cultures, right? Having large uh, gatherings for food and hopefully teaching our children, you know, passion to cook. I would really love that. See, it's all about food again. (laughs) It always is about food. And that's why it's worth it. Actually, with Rob, it's actually very interesting that for him to actually really try to learn more about the Filipino culture, in fact, you should know Rob actually knows how to cook lechon, adobo, tocino. Tocino. I'm just really blown away by his passion and enthusiasm to really like learn more about Filipino culture and you know how to apply that in our family in the future. We always say that we can imagine you know our children and us like in the kitchen that's why we wanted to have a big kitchen someday a big dining table so that we can all enjoy cooking in Filipino food because I think it's the similarity as well that's why Uh, and also like as well Rob said it's really like a mesh or combining two different cultures but not two different cultures in just picking the best out of those two cultures and like handing them down onto the next and that's why before meeting Rob I had actually this thought that yeah why not you know I've been out of the Philippines for over 10 years and I'd love to experience different culture and have a family of blended with different traditions while respecting you know obviously the fun fundamental values that we each have is it worth it love yes it's worth it <laughs> Kevin, you're asking me <laughs> yeah it is actually worth it yeah i guess what's unique in being in a relationship with somebody else from a different culture is that you get actually a piece of that person's culture unlike if you date somebody from your culture like Filipino to Filipino you don't really learn something new you don't really get exposed to something new whereas if you date somebody from another country then you get to experience that person's culture as well even if you don't live in that person's country 
But because of that person, you get exposed to, you know, the type of food they eat, the type of things they like to do during their free time. Maybe the clothes that they wear might influence you as well. I'd say that your mindset in life would yeah. also change your philosophy in life, your values. Like a lot of things would be affected by the person or the significant other mm-hmm. that you always spend your time with would actually influence a lot of things about you. Maybe you start to reflect on yourself. You start to reflect on your own way of thinking, your philosophy, and then you kind of also take some of that culture from your significant other to yourself. And you you know, you know, also kind of become a mix. So I've been living here now for a few years and also with, with Jenny. And I think I am Filipino, but because I'm with her, like a part of me finds it very easy to understand German culture because you could say that she is a part of me now because we we're always together especially during corona like we're together pretty much every yeah. hour every minute yeah. and yeah I'd say it's definitely worth it like mm-hmm. if you like adventures you like learning new things you want to expand your your view on the world international relationship is something that should be interesting for you yeah I also think that it's uh, worth it like I'm still together with Lawin so <laughs> for years now so that speaks in its own but yeah it's always nice to have a different perspective no so if you're with your own culture like people from your own culture like you see a lot of things in the same way but if you're with a different person from a different culture like he might have a completely different mindset on a matter for example like my definition of being poor is different than Lawin's definition of being poor like being poor in Philippines is is very different to being poor in Germany. In Philippines, like for Lawin, it's poorness says like you're on the verge of starving, you're literally dying on the street. In Germany, like being poor is still present up to date. Like we have a lot of people that would count in Germany as poor. But when you compare it, poor people in Germany have it a lot better than poor people in uh, Philippines. But I think just to kind of close this thing, I think the ideal scenario really is if you date somebody from a different culture is that you pick up the best parts of their culture and you maintain or you retain the best parts of your culture. So you make this combination of cultures, but taking the best and the best. And then I think you have a wider perspective at the same time. You know, I think you will also improve your philosophy in life and then how you live or whatever, maybe how you do things. And I also think that in some way also kind of mirrors, you know, how they say that when you have like a mixed child, they're always good looking. So I think that's also true for picking up the best parts of different cultures. Well, there you have it, guys. Hope this episode about cross-cultural couples inspired you, but not too much to break up with your current (laughs) Filipina girlfriend and search for a foreigner in exchange. Please don't do that. Yeah, that is totally not what we're going for. I mean, come on, it's Valentine's month. (laughs) Yes. But if you had any concerns about dating someone of a different culture because, you know, you were worried that it would be difficult, well, I hope our guests have convinced you that it's actually Mm. not. And in fact, that it's more interesting. Yes. And if that's not enough, just think, if you have a kid who's mestizo, he or she can become a celebrity basketball player or actor (laughs) and earn a lot of cha-ching, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Let that be your goal? That sounds so wrong. No, at least don't be scared. That's that's the point, right? It's possible. It's doable. You know, it's it's nothing to be scared about. Let the love begin. (laughs) 
I don't know that song as well, but that sounds nice. <laughs> What's the chorus? That's the chorus. Oh, that's the chorus? Then I don't I know the song. I think it is. <laughs> so that's it. Happy Valentine's. Bye. Bye.